0: Hi, my name is Tyler Mowry, and welcome to the Writer's Mind Podcast, episode 33. All right, welcome to another episode of the podcast have another book this time. Um, if you are looking for the even episodes and podcast episode 34, you can listen to all of them right now at patreon.com slash the writer's mind. There's also a discord involved. So come hang out. Uh, if you join the Patreon, there's a lot of great episodes in there. Um, there are what four, no, 30, I don't know, I can't do math, I'm not doing the math right now. There's a lot of episodes in there, you should go check them out. Um, There's really good stuff. Today, what I want to talk about is dreams. So, one thing that I've been thinking about recently, and I've been having some discussions with friends about, is the idea of dreams. What are dreams? Dreams. They are this very weird thing that we are dealing with on a very consistent basis, but we know very little about what they are and how they operate. I mean, do you ever really think about what is going on so consistently every single time you go to sleep when you dream, there's this other world that your brain is in. And it sort of relates to your conscious world, but not really. And you essentially go on this crazy journey inside of your head and then you wake up and it's supposed to just be normal and you're supposed to shove all this under the rug and move on with your life. But they are really this weird thing that we're doing all of the time. That every time we go to sleep or Many times when we go to sleep, we are just off in this different world that's operating off of a completely different system and that doesn't operate how our conscious mind operates. And it's so easy for us to forget them when we wake up in the morning. So I was talking about this with some friends and recently I started reading this book called Man and His Symbols by, um, well, it's edited By Carl Jung, and there is some of it that is written by Carl Jung, but this was the last book that he was involved with before he died. And the purpose of this book, Man and His Symbols, was to make a lot of his basic concepts easy to understand for the general public. And so I thought this would be a good one for us to take a look at in the podcast because I'm not a psychologist. And I think it would be interesting to start with his most accessible book, according to him, and also the book that is supposed to have the most um, important concepts in their most basic format. And so, this book starts off talking about dreams. And in this book, what he goes through is he starts talking about how dreams have... Symbolism in them. And essentially, when we look all around us, we have symbols for all these different elements of our lives. And when we think about concepts, we're not really thinking about physical things as much as we are thinking about ideas, right? So when you think about a chair, a chair is a physical object but it's also this concept in your head so that when you see new chairs you know what they are you're like categorizing things in your mind but symbols also represent larger things right so in different religions there are different symbols that mean something in christianity there is the cross that is a symbol of well many different things and there are symbols of animals that mean things in different religions. Um, One of the things that he talks about in this book is that there is that animals are a very consistent religious symbol and also the number four and animals in groups of four for some reason have symbols that coexist with a lot of different religions and what. He is talking about here is he says that we constantly use symbolic terms to represent concepts that we cannot define or fully comprehend. Man also uses symbols, man also produces symbols unconsciously and spontaneously in the form of dreams. So, one of the things that he gets into in this first chapter of this book is that dreams are our unconscious mind's organization and categorization and balance that the unconscious mind is doing against your conscious mind. So one of the examples he uses in here is one of his um, uh, clients, they was speaking about this dream that he was having. And it was about him fighting with this angry, drunken woman. And young focuses on the symbol of the dream and what does this woman mean in relation to this person's life. And essentially what they get down to is that it doesn't mean like a particular woman in his life. What it meant was this element of this person's identity that was out of control and all over the place when his conscious mind was trying to always present himself as the perfect gentleman and his conscious mind believed himself to be the perfect gentleman. And what was happening in this dream was that his unconscious mind was balancing that inconsistency with his conscious mind. And so one of the things that Jung talks about in here is that the dreams exist to show Dreams are a channel that the unconscious mind can use to show the conscious mind elements that it might be missing, information that it needs, symbols to understand how to operate, essentially. And I am really fascinated with what he's talking about here because I think dreams are such an interesting part of our existence. And one thing that we don't get into enough is this idea That we have this unconscious mind, this unconscious part of ourselves, right? When we talk about self-control, what we're talking about is the fact that we don't actually know ourselves completely. We don't control all of our actions, or we view it that way, that our conscious mind is not in control of everything that we do, and that there is this other element of us. And in this... Jung talks about how people look at the unconscious and the conscious as almost two personalities or elements of a human being. And he says that there is some legitimacy to that because there is this separation inside of us that is constantly moving back and forth and is trying to balance itself and can be in conflict with itself And it is part of what makes our brain work the way it does. And he talks about how... He talks about Sigmund Freud and how Sigmund Freud was using dreams to help people realize different things that they were hiding from themselves using free association. But one thing that Jung was interested in was, was really sticking to what happened in a dream. So Freud was using a dream to then be a launching pad to talk about like what a particular person wanted to find out about themselves or things that they were hiding. And Jung was looking at it as the dream is its own thing and you need to operate within the symbols of the dream. Um, and this is, this is, Pretty heady stuff, and I am still trying to assimilate everything that Young is talking about here. But um, so he says that Freud. Um, Freud used dreams as a starting point from which the unconscious problem of the patient might be explored. Freud made the simple but penetrating observation that if a dreamer is encouraged to go on talking about his dream images and the thoughts that these prompt in his mind, he will give himself away and reveal the unconscious background of his ailments in both what he says and in what he deliberately omits saying. And... He says that that was a valuable method of handling patients' problems. But Young also looked at it at a different way. Let me find where he mentions this. So Young took a different method and saying rather than using the dream as a launching point to find out what was ailing a certain person um, by free association, Young says that I concluded that the only material that is clearly and visibly part of a dream should be used in interpreting it. The dream has its own limitation. Its specific form itself tells us what belongs to it and what leads away from it. While free association lures one away from that material in a kind of zigzag line, the method I evolved is more like a circumambulation, that's a big word for you, whose center is the dream picture. So, essentially, Jung was saying, The dream is symbolic for something in that person's life. And one of the most interesting things about this book was Jung says that dreams are very specific to individuals, that there isn't any sort of universal way of interpreting dreams, but that the dreams really were individualistic and original from person to person. And he said that the reason they exist that way is because of the nature of how the human mind is creating symbolism. And so your specific set of symbolism can be different from other people's because you are the only one that is inside of your mind. And he also states that symbolism is such a huge part of how we operate as people because we have such incorrect and only... We only have half the information. we have pieces of, of all of the information that we have, right? So one of the things he says is that because we have we are constrained by our senses, taste, touch, smell, etc, that th- all of these things have clear boundaries on them, and that all of the information that we are taking in is coming through that, therefore we are missing massive amounts of information. And because of that, we need to use symbols to understand what we are looking at and understand how to navigate the world correctly. And I really think that this is fascinating because what he is talking about here is essentially that we can't really know very much and all of our knowledge is approximated. And it gets even messier because when we try to communicate from one person to the other, we are sending each other approximated information all the time. Even language itself is a way of approximating information and giving it to somebody else. Because to to tell somebody something is to condense the information into words to then give that to them. And so, um, there is... This book, I think, is going to be... I'm not finished with this book yet, but I think there's going to be a lot of great stuff in this book because he is essentially explaining the most basic element of how the brain works, which is that there is these two major pieces of how our brain is operating, the conscious mind and the unconscious mind, and that we are operating always out of a sense of not having all of the information and using approximate information. And not only that, but our conscious mind misses things and we can focus our attention in our conscious mind, which then means that our unconscious mind is picking up things that our conscious mind is not in a given situation. And he talked a little bit about how this is how gut feelings can manifest and these other Um, you know, the feelings that you get and dreams that you get and all of these other things is a way of your unconscious mind telling your conscious mind something about what's going on. And so some of that can come down to listening to your unconscious mind through dreams to then understand something that you're avoiding. But you also have things like gut feelings, which tells you about your world, without you consciously understanding why you're getting a particular feeling. And so uh, I'm really interested to get more and more into this and I was I was thinking about sleep uh, in regards to how um, so when we are awake right and when you if you stay awake for a really long time, you can start to hallucinate and I was thinking about why, do you start to hallucinate if you don't get enough sleep? And one of the things that I was thinking about is that what that might be is that your conscious mind is always making these symbols in your day-to-day world, right? So I'm looking at a camera here that is recording me. I have a laptop in front of me. I understand that this is a laptop. If you put a laptop in front of me that I'd never seen before, I would be like, oh, this is a laptop. I understand this symbol, I understand that there's a chair sitting over here, that I'm sitting in this chair, that there is a lamp across the room, that this is a bookshelf, right? All of these things are approximate symbols that my brain is using to interpret the information that is around me. So then when I don't get any sleep and I am getting tired, my brain is slowing that process down on making symbols, Right, of categorizing the things that it is perceiving into symbols that I can understand. And so when that system of categorization starts to break down, my brain can start creating wrong symbols, essentially. So, like the way that you can see a person when you're hallucinating, or, you know, see some sort of thing that isn't actually there that is a hallucination, what it is. Potentially, this is just a theory I was thinking about, is your brain making a symbol that is incorrect and that doesn't actually represent the world because your brain is moving slower than it would if you actually had sleep. And even the idea that we don't understand why we need sleep is so interesting. We don't actually know really why we must. Sleep. And I think it has a lot to do with the unconscious mind and the fact that we almost need this time where our conscious mind is not in control, where our unconscious mind can come in and mess around with our symbol sets and allow us to break out of our symbolic mode that exists when we are conscious And I think this is such an interesting thing about being a human being that we have this weird duality. And it colors so much of what we do, right. I mean, even art, both in storytelling and you know visual art or audio or auditory art, they are built off of trying to tap into our unconscious mind. As well as our conscious mind, so we build these things off of skill set, <clears throat> off of things that are built uh, by us in our conscious mind. Like, you know, for for a story, for example, it would be understanding structure, understanding how to build characters, these sorts of things. But then. The unconscious element of that is the emotion and the belief element in this element of attaching beliefs to characters that isn't just conscious, but also emotional and, you know, like there's this layer of belief that isn't conscious in the sense that you know you can b- you consciously believe something but then that emotionality and that deeper layer that attaches to that conscious belief is in the unconscious and I think that a lot of our emotions come from the unconscious and I think that's pretty clear pretty obvious and you can even look at that's why when Freud was talking about using dreams and using these association tactics to show people uh, things that were wrong and that were bothering them and creating complexes in them. Is, it was because he was tapping into their unconscious mind to then bring it into the conscious, be aware of it, change it, and then re-assimilate it into like their larger personality. So I think that there is a lot of fascinating stuff in this. And you know, he even talked about even briefly the idea of how we create symbolism through things that don't have innate symbolism, like um those ink blots, what are they called? Oh, yeah, the um the Rorschach ink blots and the reason that they work and why they can be beneficial is because they are not symbolic at all and you are applying symbolism to them that then is almost a entrance into the unconscious mind because your unconscious mind is the one that is creating your symbols. And I think that is where things can get interesting, right? Because your unconscious mind is the one creating your symbols, when you dream, the symbols are different. And when you are free associating, when you are looking at a Rorschach inkblot and you apply symbols to it, it is saying something about who you are and where your unconscious mind is. Because that is what creates your symbols. And your conscious mind is is just operating off of those symbols. And I think that might be such a huge part of it, where that is why you need sleep. It's almost a, well, potentially almost a distillation of your symbols and then throwing in these other elements of symbols that maybe are like falling through the cracks of your consciousness. And so your brain uses dreams to then bring those back to you. And I think what I'm gonna find in this book is that I probably should start a dream journal of some kind and start tracking my dreams because I never really have. I never really have done that. Uh, but I also don't feel like I dream that much or maybe I just forget all of my dreams the second I wake up because I'm not focused on them. I'm not sure. but I'm really interested to get more and more into this book. I think that there is a lot to be said from Carl Jung, and his study into the unconscious mind is huge. And even ideas like extrovert and introvert and archetype, like these sort of concepts that are all over our society now, were started by him. And they are legitimately newer concepts. And so finding the starting point in finding how he reasoned his way to these and how he experimented his way to these ideas, I think is going to be huge for myself and also for your understanding of how the human brain operates. So I hope this podcast was interesting. Um, I am really excited to get more into this book. Um, also, the Uh, podcast 34 is about this book as well and about Carl Jung as well. So if you're interested in listening to that podcast right now, you can find it on the writer's mind or patreon.com slash the writer's mind. And I will see you guys next week.